listening to a podcast from Light FM. Good morning. It's Live Breakfast with Asha and Terry. And on Life Skills today, we chat about survival with Nomad Adventure founder and director Chan Yuan Lee. First of all, can we just find out a little bit about, you know, your background and how you kind of got into, you know, the wild uh, nomad? Or how did everything happen for mm. you? I guess um, survival skills were kind of the very first, my whole thing about outdoor adventure and outdoor activities and all of that, right? So I remember when I was like seven years old, you know, I, I found this book called How to Survive. And I was like, oh my God, I, I, I devoured <laughs> every single word. You know, I, I made myself a little, like a tobacco tin, right? I found a tobacco tin. I, I taught my father into you know buying tobacco a, a tin of tobacco like pipe tobacco so i could have the tin <laughs> and make a survival kit uh, with that and then i carried it everywhere with me and then i've just been like you know absolutely crazy about the whole survival thing and then i guess my whole outdoor activities outdoor adventure kind of stemmed from that it was like oh i guess if i want to survive i better learn how to kayak if i want to survive i better learn how to camp or rock climb all of that but you know we grew up very you know in a housing estate in ipoh and i was like in our semi-detached house and i was like digging holes to make my fire pit in the semi-detached garden you know <laughs> and my neighbor like, playing with her barbie dolls on the next door was like always that you know they thought i was the weird kid right mm. So fast forward to today, tell us about a scary situation where you had to dig yourself out of and how you survived it. Thinking about one of these situations about bringing headlamps, right? So I think, you know, we're going to talk about like stuff that you carry. Mm. So one thing is like bringing headlamps. And I was on this big rock climb in KL, in Bukit Takun, just between KL and Rawang. A huge, you know, like, you know, it's a 10 pitch rock climb. And, you know, we were climbing slower than we thought. And we started later than we thought. It was kind of like, you know, 4 p.m. was like, hey, let's try this. Mm. Dumb idea. Don't start, <laughs> you know, don't start a, a five-hour rock climb at 4 p.m. Uh, you know, simple math. So, you know, it, it started raining. We were climbing. Then it got dark. We're like, hmm, we can't see. It's like, okay, so maybe we should just sit on this ledge and wait for, you know, wait for morning, right? Oh, my goodness. Um, so we're like, okay, oh. sit on this ledge. I think it's okay. It's Malaysia, so it's not going to get very cold. And then it started raining. Oh. And it poured it like really heavy rain. It was like, oh, this is really not very comfortable. We're like getting really, really cold. Mm. Um, but the good thing is when it started raining, there was lightning, right? So it would be like, lightning, like really, <laughs> like, look away okay okay we're like wait for lightning then we're like wait for lightning okay okay i can see where we go and then we move like 15 feet and then oh like wait goodness. for another lightning strike okay okay and we can move another 15 <laughs> feet amazingly we didn't get struck by the lightning and amazingly because of that lightning at 3 30 a.m we managed to get ourselves off that rock climb and out of the jungle wow. so um, goodness what's the first thing we need to know when it comes to survival? Okay, the absolute first and most important thing is really that mindset, right? Really having that mindset and that will to survive, that will to get yourself out of problems, uh, out of trouble. You know, a lot of people, you know, and, and nowadays with mobile phones, it's awful, right? You just think, think that, well, I can call for help. Well, you know, if you're 20 kilometers in the jungle, uh, you know, calling for help isn't really going, you still need to figure out how to survive, right? right. You know, with my company, we do do survival skills with children and with uh, learning outdoor skills and survival skills. But when we do survival skills, we always tell this tale. So this is a true story. Uh, you know, about 50 years ago, there was this young girl with her family. They were on a small aeroplane and they were flying over the Amazon jungle. And unfortunately, the aeroplane crashed mm. and her whole family was uh, tragically killed in that crash. 
And she survived, just the sole survivor of this crash with a broken arm wow. and in the middle of the Amazon jungle. And she had, uh, I still remember this fact, she scavenged around and all she had was a box of chewing gum. So she's like, okay, well, chewing gum, at least I have a little bit of sugar, a little bit of energy from that. And then she found a stream to drink and then she's like, mm, I guess I should follow this stream, follow the stream and it led to a bigger river. And, and then finally, three weeks later, she made her way to an, a small village in the Amazon jungle and got herself help. Mm. And, you know, people were just astounded about her survival story. But conversely, there's another true story of this hunter in Canada. He had this whole aeroplane, right? He could fly. He had an aeroplane full of guns and two-week supply of, of food. Mm. He was going into the Canadian wilderness and his aeroplane had uh, some difficulty. So he managed to radio in and said, you know, mayday, mayday, I'm going down. I don't know where I am, but I'm going to land in a lake. I don't know where it is, but it's rough, you know. Mm. And she landed in this lake. And when the rescue services found him, 24 hours later, just 24 hours later, they found it's unimaginable he had actually committed suicide. He actually killed himself because oh. out of sheer despair and fear, he actually could not face that. Um, wow. And so you have this 12-year-old girl who had nothing except, you know, chewing gum. Mm. And this grown man who had an aeroplane and guns and supplies. Mm. And he did not have the will to survive. Mm. So um, rather chilling story. I think it, it really brings home the fact that it's not about equipment. It's not about the outside things. It's really about what's inside, what's right, between your mind, ears. Right? Starting, starting with the mind. What kind of training do you think that actually we should all be getting? I think physical fitness is incredibly important. And I think physical fitness is really very closely tied to mental fitness, right? Mm. I think you can't get physically fit if you don't have that mental... If you get physically strong, you will get mentally strong too in that process of having to just get your body out there and you know running that one more round around mm. the field and lifting that one more one more rep so i think physical fitness is always great training um i think of course there's other skills like you know hiking paddling camping navigation outdoor cooking you know the number of people when the pandemic came around were like oh actually you know i don't know how to cook amazing number of people who didn't have those basic life skills right mm. so i think you know it's a it's a lifelong journey of just kind of being interested and thinking of like I want to learn as much as possible. I want to be independent as much as possible. I, I don't need to rely on someone to like have to tie knots for me. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I can tie knots for myself, right? So it's just having that desire to learn. That brings us to the next step in survival, which is once if we've got that hold on ourselves, on our physicality, on our communication, then what is the equipment that we need? What do we bring with us in order to ensure our survival, especially in emergencies? Okay, this kind of goes back to the little survival kit that I carried as an eight-year-old, right? So I have some things uh, which I carry with me all the time, absolutely all the time. Every day, um, like even going to the grocery store, you mean like every day? Like right now, it's with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh, I call it EDC, everyday carries. Oh. So I'm kind of slightly embarrassed to say that one of those things is my phone. I carry with it everywhere I go, right? But my phone is a great survival tool. I can use it to call for help. I can mm. use it to get news, to get the weather forecast and all of that. But taped onto the back of my phone is those like credit card wallets. And in that, I carry a Victorinox credit card sized multi-tool, which has a, a blade and some tools and a small little tiny flashlight. Of course, my phone already has the flashlight, but it has that. So Victorinox was the first, you know, the makers of the Swiss Army knife yeah. were the first ones to use multi-tools. Mm -hmm. um, and this credit card size one 
just fits perfectly. So I literally carry it everywhere I wow. go. Wow. Is it like a flat, and, uh, thin one? Like something that isn't sort of lumpy and takes up space? So it's really wow. flat. So it okay. kind of fits on the back of my phone. Apart from that, with my car keys, I carry a CPR face mask. Because in survival, they also talk about the rules of threes, right? If you lack air, you will survive three minutes. If your core body temperature is not taken care of, you will survive three hours. If you lack water, you will survive three days. And if you lack food, you can survive three weeks. So it's about, wow. uh, you know, three, three, three. Right. So air, PPR mask. So the American uh, Red Cross has actually, through their research, they found that 80% of people are afraid to give people CPR because of that mouth-to-mouth contact. You know, uh, nowadays, as you said, you know, with disease. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, even though people have been given first aid tr- uh, CPR training, a lot of people hesitate. There's a mental block to giving yeah. uh, people CPR. Mm. Having that CPR mask, you know, elevates that and, and helps people overcome that kind of the difficulty of having to actually give someone mouth to mouth. I think that's fantastic, actually, because you're right. It's like if it's a stranger, yeah. you may automatically rush there and then suddenly go, oh, God, do I really want to? And yeah. then, yeah. I didn't even know the CPR mask existed. No, me neither. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Basically, it's a one-way valve. Um, and the other thing is that if someone is unconscious uh, from lack of oxygen, when they become conscious again, uh, especially if it's a case of drowning, very often they will vomit. Oh. So if you're giving CPR, you really want to have a CPR mask as a barrier, right? Okay, I've put that in my mask thing. Okay, so the CPR mask is something you carry every day with you as well. Okay. Yes. Um, and my wristwatch, it has a compass. When I was kind of thinking about it, it was like, oh my God, I, you know, I have a throwback of my wristwatch and I do have an actual compass on my wristwatch. I think that's so handy because, you know, when you're reading maps, if you were smart enough to actually have a paper map, because our phone batteries die yeah. <laughs> at some stage, right? Um, the compass is in there if it actually works. So, okay, that, that makes sense. Actually, I'd slip in a, a compass in my handbag. Yeah. Our chat <laughs> with Nomad Adventure founder and director Chan Yuan Lee continues... Happy Wednesday, Ash and Terry here with you on The Light Breakfast. It's life skills that we're talking about today. We chat about survival with Nomad Adventure founder and director Chan Yuan Li. As most of us here in Asia do, we, we travel in vehicles. You know, is there an EDC or everyday carry case we should be sort of keeping in our vehicle, for example? The EDC that I told you about is stuff that I really just have carried in my pockets or on my person, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing that I actually, when I kind of think about it, what is it that I carry with me every day? I do have a work bag with my, you know, computer because it's a bag. So in that, I have a small first aid kit, a tiny first aid kit that's in one of those waterproof bags. Mm. So that's about the size of uh, eyeglasses case. It's really small. So I've got my CPR mask. I need to handle the major emergencies. So uh, the first one is bleeding, right? So you can give CPR, but if someone's bleeding, mm. all the CPR in the world, you know, they, they are still going to expire because they're bleeding to death. I carry something called quick clot which is oh. uh, it's the first aid powder mm-hmm. that actually helps, helps blood clot. Wow. Um, something for you to think about, particularly if you have uh, members of your family or adventure mates that you often go adventuring with mm-hmm. who either take blood thinners, mm. in which case they, take, they you know, have blood thinners because they have the health issue, mm. um, that you do have this quick clot to help them and they could have a small cut and they could bleed to death, right? Mm. Yeah. So quick clot help. 
and the other thing is that if you have elderly people in your family who have very close veins, uh, this is a little known fact, but you know, elderly people can bleed to death from very close veins because your valves are messed up and they don't actually, uh, you can just kind of graze a piece of furniture and you know, elderly people can bleed to death. Right. Wow. So having that is important. I mean, if you don't have it, these people around you, they just kind of do the normal pressure bandage kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you do, then it, it's worth thinking about that and i guess you know when you think about first aid kits kind of think about who is that first aid kit for if you or your family member has um asthma then an inhaler is absolutely important yeah but if not then, then why would you carry an inhaler you know yeah you mm. need to the other thing that i carry next to that kit is a poncho mm -hmm. with uh, that silver reflective heat reflective oh, uh, poncho yes. a survival blanket with a poncho mm -hmm. um, wow okay um, i've never seen that yeah it's kind of like the one that you see during emergencies where they wrap people up. Normally at the end of a movie where the people have survived some sort of emergency, the fire department normally has it and they cover people up in it. I've seen the blankets, but I didn't yeah. realize it's a poncho. It's like a poncho-sized version, shaped version. Yeah, yeah. so the, um, uh, you can buy them off Shopee, you know. That's great because Malaysia, it rains all the time. I've often need a poncho. And if I can use this as a poncho, it's cheap enough for me to use as a poncho. And then I just kind of dry it out, refold it, use it, reuse it. And if it can be used in an emergency, it's so much better than actually having just a blanket, you know, having a head cover, having it be able to be able to put it around your whole body. It's so much more effective than those those throwaway blankets that they give out. Yeah. But because my first kit is so small, I don't have place for a bandage, right? So I carry um, a scarf, a scarf that's around the size about 30 inches by 30 inches. So you can use a triangular bandage as a scarf. You can use a scarf as a triangular bandage. I'm kind of going into that a little bit because, you know, a lot of uh, in survival equipment, you're always thinking about multi-users, mm. right? So, for example, like lip balm. Mm. Did you know that you can use lip balm as an emergency fire starter, oh. especially the petroleum lip balm? If you, yeah, if you stick a cotton bud in it, mm -hmm. you can actually light it and it will act as a candle. Nice. So it's like, oh, yeah. Wow. And the other thing I always carry is a marker pen with duct tape wrapped around it. Tape is just the most useful thing, right? You use it to repair shoes and, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, temporary post-it notes for people to like leave, leave messages for people, wow. um, all kinds of things. How long do you think it would take for someone to sort of become comfortable enough with knowing what to do in the case of an emergency or being in a situation where the car broke down somewhere and there was nothing else around. Like, you know, you've been doing this ever since you were seven years old. That's a really good question because I think part of the whole desire to improve yourself, to learn another skill, to like think about knots and think about like, you know, you know, should I br bring a one-inch knife or should I bring a parang, for example, right? <laughs> which, which kind of I'm going in. It's really because you're never quite comfortable. If you know that you're always on the edge of your comfort zone, right? And you're always kind of thinking like, what if this happens and am I ready for it? So about kind of having that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So I think you will never quite be comfortable. You will never know everything. And I think the main thing also is to know that in the course of your survival situation, in the course of your outdoor trip, your backpacking trip or whatever, you will make mistakes, right? You will do something stupid or do something wrong. Mm -hmm. 
but it's how fast can you recover from it. So don't think that I'm going to be go out there and have this perfect rock climb or have this perfect, you know, white water rafting trip. No, no, you you are going to make mistakes. You are going to make some <laughs> really dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. Just be ready to recover and move on. And okay, I've made this mistake. What next? How can I how can I manage it? It's interesting because that goes back to the mindset of I don't need to know everything. I'm confident enough. I will just have to figure it out as I go. And that's part of the mindset. So really that underpins absolutely everything, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Like if people wanted to go on an Outward Bound kind of course, that's what you do, right? So where's a good place for people to find out more? We do have a website, uh, nomadadventure.com. Most of our trips are outdoor recreation trips. They're kind of trips for people to get out there, appreciate nature, you know, learn some skills. Uh, we do run a wilderness first aid training. We do run um, swift water rescue training. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, if people are interested in survival training, you know, do let us know. And we're always happy to customize trips and, you know, give people the experience and just, you know, a taste or you know meet people where they're at you know if they have very uh, already have a lot of skills you know what skills do they want to learn more of right that's brilliant all right i'll be uh, getting online and signing up for uh, photographer anyway <laughs> <laughs> thank you so Thanks much remember never give up right never give up Got I'm that. gonna follow you on instagram and live vicariously through you thank you yeah me too thanks jenny <laughs> Thank you so much. It was great fun. Thank, Thank you very you so much. much. I had fun doing That was Nomad Adventure founder and director Chan Yuan Li. You can listen to this interview again on the Light Breakfast podcast on the Shock app. That's spelled S-Y-O-K. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.